0: listening to the College Golf Profiles Podcast on
1: collegegolfprofiles.com. Here's your host, Ryan Weggs. Austin, thank you so much for coming on. appreciate you joining us here on the College Golf Profiles Podcast. What is going on in Nashville?
0: Thanks for having me, Ryan. Um, Well, in Nashville today, it's about 38 degrees. It's rainy. Uh, Other than that, life's pretty good as a student athlete is doing a lot of homework and practicing as much as
1: possible. <laughs> well, that's just, if it's that cold in Nashville, that means you should just walk down the street, get some Hattie B's, hot chicken and warm up, warm <laughs> you up real fast. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I will say for, for what most people think of Nashville, um, I, for my money, the area around the Vanderbilt campus is the best part of town.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: food is great. The restaurants are great. The bars are awesome. There's always good music. Um, so I guess I'm going to dive right in. The first thing I want to ask you about, tell me about what you think of the Supreme Court nomination process right now. Oh, no, wait, sorry, I, I got this backwards. This isn't your political science classes. We're, uh, we're talking golf today. But I did want to bring that up. So if you look down the, the rosters of, of teams across the country, you don't see a ton of political science majors. What, what got you to settle on that as a course of study?
0: So I I came to Vanderbilt thinking I'd be a pre-med major or a chem major and um after the first 2 weeks of classes uh, I I suddenly determined that it wasn't the right fit for me and I just I didn't find any enjoyment in it particularly so I uh, I moved to another passion of mine and I took some intro level poli classes and I realized how much I love them and enjoyed them and um, ever since then I've just taken classes that are part of my passions and what I'm really interested in and I just love studying government, politics, um, and it's something that just really fascinates me, keeps me motivated, and I'm really lucky to study what I love.
1: It's outstanding. i I studied it uh, myself a bit in college, so I I always like uh, when I can touch on it with someone, uh, just kind of on <laughs> as an aside. But I think what most people uh, probably tuning into today is uh, what you're doing out on the golf course. So I guess let me start by saying congratulations on getting your second invitation to the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Um, talk to us a little bit about what that's like. I mean, I, I saw the Instagram video that they put up where you know they got the nice green portfolio with the wax seal. I mean. Come on.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's, I mean, it the invitation is absolutely beautiful. And I'm so fortunate to play a game and be a college student and be a student athlete all in, all in one and get invitations to such stellar events like this. Um, you know, there's a lot of hard work involved and a lot of sacrifice and effort every single day. But to get invitations like these and opportunities such as this one, it just – it puts everything into perspective and makes everything really worth it.
1: So it's a relatively new event. This will be the – only the third one that's been played with, been the, with, for the fourth year. Um, and you're now one of 11 players this year, I believe, that played in it last year that are coming back. And when we look at what happens at the Masters, so much of the talk is, well, you've got to be familiar with the course and, you know, you're not going to conquer it the first go-round. So going into now your second time, what are you going to be taking into this year's event from what you learned last year?
0: Mm -hmm. So I definitely learned a lot from last year. I had a great experience. Um, I got to share the event with my family, which is something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Augusta National definitely isn't easy, but uh, the first two rounds are held at Champions Retreat, so my main focus is, uh, you know, steady golf, steady rounds, um, doing my best to make the cut, and then hopefully advance to Augusta National. And you know, it'll the the same strategy will apply fairways and greens, and uh, just really working on my putting right now to prepare for that event altogether.
1: So that's obviously a, a televised event for at least, you know, a portion of it. I know you have the Darius Rucker coming up that's gonna be on T V as well. Do you feel that as a player ramping up, either leading up to the event or when you're there? Do you feel those cameras on you as a bit of a different experience?
0: Yeah, of course. It's always different. Uh college events aren't usually on TV. So um it's all part of the environment. You know, there'll always be eyes watching. So uh for me personally playing uh playing Anwal last year and getting used to the cameras and all the people there is definitely a new experience for me, but uh you know i'm I'm really trying to embrace it and have fun with it
1: when you're on the course and you, all of a sudden you you get that sort of maybe deer in the headlights a little bit of just oh there there there's a camera tower there, there's a crowd of people over here that's a little larger than I'm used to seeing. How do you recenter yourself and kind of come back into your process?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about breathing because sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a natural reflex that we have. You know, we don't, we don't think about breathing, but in those kinds of moments when it just, like you said, seems like a deer in the headlights moment, it's always best to just breathe and, you know, uh, feel as close as possible to you know, centering yourself, like a physical sensations, being where your feet are, um, just bringing yourself back to that present moment. And that really works for me right now. And I know that I have those tools in my toolbox when when, and if that occurs.
1: A problem this time around, right? <laughs> was there a, I, I know I I'd, I'd read a, a profile that was on the, the team site that was talking about just sort of the, some of the moments where you did kind of take a, a moment to just really rein it all in. Are there any things uh, specifically about the golf course that you're going to remember this year? Of hey, if there's a pin in this spot, if there's, you know, what what are the the things that you think you're really going to be able to take back uh, this time mm-hmm.
0: around? Mm-hmm. I think my experiences from last year playing the back nine, uh, it was a bit it was a bit difficult, honestly, but uh, being able to play those practice rounds and see the pin positions, uh, the green complexes, I think um, having that experience will be really, really key to my next go around.
1: Back to now, you've got a few weeks before you're heading out to play at Augusta. Um, you've got obviously a couple events coming up with the Commodores. Um, you're going into your final season as a collegiate player. What is it that you're looking for most out of this spring?
0: I'm really trying to prioritize enjoyment. Uh, this is like you said, my last semester. And I can't believe how fast it's gone. And there have been many times where I've focused on, you know, the harder parts of being a student athlete, playing college golf. But I really want to prioritize enjoyment, having fun with my teammates, really enjoying the challenge, because honestly, golf is as hard as you make it. And I'm really enjoying every second of it right now. And I just want to keep that going
1: times previously where enjoyment was probably the farthest thing from your mind?
0: I'm sorry. I didn't hear the question.
1: Were there times during your collegiate career where it wasn't enjoyable or wasn't fun?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'd I'd be lying if I said that college golf is all, you know, rosy and exciting and happy all the time. Cause there are definitely moments of struggle, uh, whether you're struggling physically or mentally and I've definitely had many bouts of mental struggles um, and I I like to be honest about that because being an athlete is tough and college life is not easy, especially when you're starting out as a freshman, it's a big adjustment and throughout your career you can have a lot of speed bumps, hurdles, obstacles, and uh, it's it's difficult to get through because, you know, college, you're alone and, you know, you have your teammates, you have your coaches, but Uh, All in all, golf is a very individualized sport and uh, your mental game is uh, such a big challenge and such a it's it's a big muscle that you have to work on every single day. And uh, training is really difficult. And um, for me personally, the things that I've been working out have been um, have been showing on the course lately. And uh, a big a big focus of mine at the moment is my mental game. And it's it's been working pretty well
1: resources do you use to build that are you are, do you read the are is it books is it podcasts is it people kind of what, what's that mental training side of it like
0: mm-hmm. so we have a really good support system at vandy um i speak to a few people i make sure that i don't keep things to myself uh if i need help uh, i also like reading a lot of books listening to podcasts like you just said uh i, I try to do anything that i can
1: Podcast side. What are some of your favorites?
0: Uh, so I like I like listening to a lot of podcasts that have to do with like my area of study. Um, those help get my mind off of golf or any kind of work that I have to do during the day. Um, there's another podcast that the name of it is escaping me at the moment. Um, I think I have to look it up, but it's something like the five percent or the uh, like the ten percent like some sort of yeah 10% happier with Dan Harris uh, I really enjoy that one um and I have a bunch of podcasts that I go through like tv shows or um like movies I, I, I like listening to to podcasts to get my mind off of things
1: so you mentioned your teammates a little bit you are now one of two upperclassmen uh, as it were one senior I know there's another fifth year player on the team um what has it been like to, for your own leadership, you know, to transition over the time that you've been uh, at Vanderbilt? And also, what you know, kind of what's your leadership style uh, as far as it goes on the team?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, when it comes to, like, team sports that are also individual, I think golf is very unique in that aspect. And uh, as one of the older teammates or uh, one of the oldest members of the team alongside uh, Louise Yu. Um, I really just try to help the other girls in terms of support and encouragement. Um, I know that when you help others, you end up helping yourself as well. And we just have a culture of encouragement and just being really loving with each other and trying our best and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I know that some people are like, they kind of, I know that leadership is a hard skill to develop. And right now, Luis and I, we, we've we been trying really hard on creating this culture of love and uh, helping out our teammates, because like I've said, I'm going to reiterate ad nauseum that <laughs> college golf is really difficult and uh it's really difficult to go through it alone, and we all know that we've we've all had our ups and downs, so uh in light of that realization that understanding, we really try to uh help each other out as much as possible.
1: coming out of high school you obviously had a few choices at your disposal of where you wanted to play golf. What was it that got you to Vanderbilt?
0: Mhm. I really liked the balance between athletics and academics. Um, school is really important to me since high school, and I really wanted to make sure that you know if golf didn't work out for some reason, I had a backup plan. And uh, the Vanderbilt degree is unparalleled, and I knew that if I got that degree, I'd be set in that aspect besides golf. And um, right now, golf is on track and. I know what I want to do later on, and having this degree in my back pocket just makes me feel that much better.
1: Golf is on track, okay, so <laughs> things have obviously gone gone well in your time there you're You're one of the top ranked players in the country right now, depending on what site you look on somewhere you know really in the top 10. Um, and, and I know pro golf is an aspiration for you, so for we're saying we're on track, give us the next couple of stops down the down the line here.
0: Mm-hmm. So I played in uh, stage stages one and two of qualifying school uh, last year, and I have status for uh, the previously known as the Symmetra Tour, now uh, Epson Tour, and I'll be playing on that tour uh, right after I graduate. So I'll be turning professional right after.
1: Congratulations, first of all, um, and Thank I think you. it's <laughs> it's it, it's. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is talking to people. You're clearly an impressive person, and it's it's interesting to hear you talk about how hard things are to play in college, and yet you you make it look so simple from the outside. Um, (laughs) So, what is it now? Knowing that you, so you've got status, you've gone through Q school you know, what are you, are are you networking with other players that are already on tour? Uh, I know your sister's obviously played a little bit. So what are you doing now to prepare for that transition from the college team golf where you've got, yes, you have more responsibilities on the academic side, but you also have more support to now you're out on tour and hey, it's just me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've been thinking about that for the past two months. And uh, one thing that I'm working on for the golf side is learning how to practice, um, knowing how to prepare for events because the college schedule, unlike the professional schedule is very different. So uh, when I turn pro I'll be traveling every week and playing uh, successively. Whereas in college golf, you can play a tournament, come back, be in class for two weeks and then you go to your next event. So I'm really preparing myself for that mentally and physically uh, my sister is, has played professionally for many years, and I'm just trying to get as much advice and information from her as possible so um I'm just trying to learn as much as possible right now and i'm I'm like a sponge just trying to absorb as much information as I can uh, before i before I turn pro.
1: That does not surprise me in the least, uh, Austin. You, you definitely seem like you're a, you're a person that's constantly learning and loves to learn, uh, which I think is going to be a huge advantage for you as you go. Do you have any sense of how you plan to build your schedule once you turn pro? So you mentioned the physical aspect of it. I think, you know, we, we all kind of take for granted like, oh, you're playing golf. That that can't be that bad of life. But, you know, when you're in the car driving from event to event, playing four or five days in a row each week, uh, you know, assuming you're making cuts and that kind of thing, which let's assume that you will, (laughs) Um, you know, are are you, are you going to be at a point where, Hey, I'm early on, I'm just going to play every possible event on the schedule because I want to, you know, build up those points, or is it going to be more of a strategic, I want to play certain events, certain courses, that kind of thing. Uh,
0: For the sake of experience and the time constraints involved, because I'll be starting uh, midway through the season, I'll probably try to play as often as possible. I know I'll have to be a little bit strategic with that uh, in terms of resting and uh, you know getting prepared as much as possible. But I also want to play as much as I can, and I think it'll it'll be a busy second half of the year. But I'm willing to put all that effort in.
1: This is kind of a, a two part question, so I want to handle the professional side of it first. Uh, obviously, the financial piece of turning pro is is a huge you know, item to consider, you know, you're not walking out there with, you know, a bunch of money in your pocket kind of thing. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of talk lately on social media about how some of the smaller tour players, especially on the women's side, the finances are real, really tight. Um, so given the changes in the NCAA rules recently, which we'll get into in a second, has that freed you up to have more conversations with people on the business side before you get on tour?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. The NIL rule is super helpful for student athletes to get the recognition and income that they deserve in terms of the work that they put in. And, um, you know, it's. I definitely agree with you in that women's golf could have more support and needs more recognition. And I feel like with the recent developments, uh, we're making progress.
1: NIL space... So you mentioned, you know, I, I think where most people would agree, it's great opportunity for college athletes to get some income coming in. With well, that being said, it was a kind of a clunky rollout. You know, it's not actually the schools that are providing this funding for athletes, so it's difficult for them to really provide so much support in some ways. So, from your perspective, as an, as a college athlete, you know, what's it been like for you and your teammates to? interpret what the rules are, and then maybe potentially try to find some opportunities that are out there for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely been difficult um, I feel like our our athletics administration was just as much in the dark as we were. And they were really scrambling to figure out, like, what does this all mean? What what are the consequences? And uh, we've been lucky enough to have uh, administration that really worked hard to find answers and uh, do what's best for us. And um, you know, we've we've definitely gotten a few perks here and there. And there's a lot of paperwork involved, but uh, it's worth it. And it's uh, it's going pretty well so far.
1: Obviously, this all happened, you know, midway through your collegiate career. So as you're looking at now athletes coming in behind you, whether they're your current teammates or maybe, you know, incoming recruits, what's kind of your take on on what they should be trying to do, what they should look out for? You know, what, what advice would you have from them uh, on the NIL front?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all, it, it it definitely seems like maximizing uh, potential opportunities, uh, being smart in your decisions as to what you can get, what you shouldn't get. And um, like, I, I didn't have this when I was younger, and I know a lot of athletes my age didn't have this when they were younger as well. So just maximizing the utility of, of the situation and just being smart about it.
1: Very pragmatic, maximizing the utility. I can see, I can see the the political theory coming through here. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of, of younger, you you took up the game at a relatively early age. What what was it that really got you? What what made you fall in love with golf?
0: Yeah. So my my dad got my sister started with the game, and I would just tag along because I was the younger sibling who had nowhere else to be. <laughs> And, um, I, it, it, it started out as, you know, just hitting golf balls around the range. Um, and, uh, like two years later, I figured that I wanted to play competitively and I got a little more serious, uh, played some tournaments and since then, it's just been a grind and I really enjoy it.
1: Did you play any other sports besides golf?
0: No, I didn't
1: singular focus mm-hmm do you think that that helped hurt your game? do you think that was something that in the long run was beneficial what how do you think that affected how your your abilities sort mm. of grew over time?
0: yeah that's a good question um, part of me part of me always wonders the same thing like if I'd branched out uh what what could have happened but um i'm I'm pretty proud of my decision to stick with golf uh, from a young age and I think that has been really helpful right now because uh, I've had that much more experience and uh, basically that many more hours playing.
1: <laughs> the What's the strength of your game right now?
0: Strength? Um, I'd say it's my mental game. Um, I feel like I've been working really hard on the mental aspects of golf and, uh, just being really present with everything. And that has really improved every single aspect of my game. So like, uh, I I can see big improvements in my long game, short game putting and, um, my rounds altogether.
1: So obviously you're, you're a fan of the game of golf in general. Um, have you had had an experience where you've showed up at an event and sort of been starstruck or kind of ha- taken a pause of, Oh, Hey, that's, you know, player X over there, or, um, that's, that's, you know, celebrity Y or anything like that. Has that been uh, something that's affected <laughs> you at all?
0: Yeah, I, um, so I've, I've played in the U.S. U.S. Williams Open twice and, um, it's, it's the biggest stage in professional golf and I have, you know looked over on the green or on the range and they're like oh my gosh that's Lexi Thompson oh my gosh you know it it's it's uh it's it's difficult to you know not react it's normal but um you know it's it's all about embracing the moment and understanding that there's also a job to do so not getting too distracted but uh for me I I like enjoying the moment um and being able to say, "Oh my gosh, that's my favorite golfer since I was a kid," and and then you know getting back into focus after.
1: So what's it like to then take a step back and say, "Hey, that's Lexi Thompson over there," and then go, "Wait a minute, this, this is Austin Kim right here. I belong here. <laughs> I I'm the I'm the LPGA player. I'm the player that's on tour." you know, have you had that sort of realization of like, no, no, this is, I I belong here. And soon they're going to be looking over here and saying, Hey, there goes Austin.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that realization has definitely come with age and experience. Um, It's uh, I'd say that that realization is definitely acquired. Um, It's, it's not easy to, to have that kind of mindset when you're a little bit younger and, don't really understand how that works but i'm grateful enough to have had those experiences and know that you know i'm i'm capable i'm i'm just a skillful and i'm working hard and eventually like that's what will happen
1: if if you could look forward you know 15 years and you know there's going to be a plaque somewhere at at vu that says your name on it what what do you want the inscription to say underneath it
0: oh man that is a good question. You know, I'd probably I'd probably keep it simple. Something like um Yeah, I'd I'd keep it simple, like um devoted student athlete.
1: Simple as safe. I mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> um <clears throat> one other question on on the the professional side as you're getting ready to go on tour, have you already uh, synced up with who your caddy's going to be? Have you kind of started to build your support team?
0: Mm, so I'm I'm intent on my dad carrying the bag for a bit. Uh, he and I worked together really well, and he was on the bag for me uh, during uh, Q school. And we have a good system in place, and I think it'll work out.
1: What's it going to be like traveling with your dad then all over the country? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, it'll, it'll be good. I, I like traveling with my dad, We've done it plenty of times before. Um, so it's, it's all about having fun. It's all about staying in the moment. And uh, I, I haven't had much time with my dad besides in the summers, because I've been in school, and I really cherish the connection that we have, and I'm really excited to travel with him.
1: I that he'll be able to stay impartial if you and August end up in the same group. You know he's not going to like lean over and start reading putts for her or anything, is he? No. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be he'll be professional. We don't
1: we don't need to see an incident on on ESPN or Golf Channel or something about uh, <laughs> father caddy helps helps opponent. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> A couple of rapid fire questions for you here at the end that I like to ask everybody that comes on. Sure. What is your favorite course that you've played in an NCAA event?
0: Ooh. Uh a question. I really like and Hall up in uh, South Carolina.
1: What's your favorite course that you've played in a non NCAA event?
0: Has to be Augusta National. I was
1: gonna say that's you've got the easiest answer right there. <laughs> but that also makes this next question a little bit harder. What's the number one course left on your bucket list?
0: Pebbles.
1: Who's your favorite player on tour right now?
0: Ty between uh, rory McIlroy rory and victor hoplin
1: okay what about in the lpga tour
0: lpga um
1: or do you not like anyone because you're there to crush their souls and spirit <laughs> <own>? <laughs> no,
0: no 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 i i really like seong kim she's really nice and i had the privilege of playing a practice round with her at my last us open and she's great
1: austin thank you for coming on we of course wish you good luck, but something tells me that luck is not something that you will need. Uh, <laughs> we're we're looking forward to seeing the, the things that you're going to do uh, both the rest of this spring uh, at Vanderbilt and obviously beyond that out on tour. Thanks again for coming on.
0: Thanks so much for your time, Ryan. I really enjoyed it.